0: welcome to another biohacker blondie podcast where we dive deep into the world of biohacking wellness and science behind optimizing your health i'm your host jenny jones and today's episode is packed with valuable insights into gut health parasites blood testing and best of all stool testing yes that's right we're gonna get all into stool testing If you want to know all the details about stool testing, then this episode is for you. Not only do we get into how stool tests are performed, but the benefits and insights you receive from a stool test. It might seem intimidating at first, but it is one of the best tests to figure out what might be going on if you have any gut issues. This episode is packed with information about SIBO, blood work, cleansing the liver and kidneys, best supplements for all gut issues, best lab tests out there, how to cure skin issues like acne and eczema, how to fix your gut, and make sure your stool is regular and looks its best. Today, I am honored to have two special guests, Shannon and Nicole. Shannon is a renowned functional nutritionist with a fervent passion for transforming lives through the power of tailored nutrition and balanced living. Shannon is not just an expert in the realm of nutrition, she's a beacon of resilience and transformation, having battled and overcome her own health challenges from debilitating digestive issues to extreme fatigue and anxiety. With a master's in nutrition for health and human performance from the University of Miami, she's turned her journey of self-discovery and healing into a beacon of hope and transformation for many today she'll take us on a journey through her groundbreaking program nutrition revealing the intricate connections between mind body and food nutrition isn't just a diet plan it's a holistic approach aimed at redefining and revitalizing your relationship with food and health combining personalized nutrition and lifestyle plans with unique functional lab testing Whether you are struggling with low energy, weight stagnation, migraines, or any other health imbalances, Shannon's approach is about pinpointing and addressing the root causes to bringing about sustainable, long-lasting changes. Then we have Nicole, whom I had the pleasure of meeting at a recent event. We quickly connected over discussions on stool testing, a crucial yet often overlooked aspect of health diagnostics. Nicole has graciously agreed to share her journey, discussing her recent stool test results and delving into the comprehensive healing protocol prescribed by her functional medicine practitioner. Our conversation will explore her ongoing journey to restore gut health and resolve the health challenges stemming from gut imbalances. So let's dive into this enlightening dialogue and discover the transformative power of healing from within. okay so welcome to the biohacker blondie podcast we're gonna talk all about stool stool testing what's you know the kind of like right looking stool um what's not good to have in your stool or with the amazing shannon who you love all stool stool testing gut health everything right and that's what he went to school for and uh and then we also have Nicole, who just did a stool test and including yeah. me, um, I just did a stool test as well. So this podcast is all going to be about gut health, stool testing, you know, they're both go hand in hand. And I'm super excited. And you also have a company, Shannon, um, the Nutri-Shan. nutri yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you, help, you help clients, patients all the time with gut health, stool health, all that. So I don't know if you want to give a little intro to your what you do. Yeah, sure. So um,
1: because, you know, functional medicine and this health is kind of not at the forefront anymore. I kind of get people a lot who's been to doctors over and over and they can't find anything wrong, but they know something is off. Right. So they'll get a colonoscopy endoscopy and they're coming to me and they're like, I'm constipated. I have crazy acne brain fog. I don't feel good, but all my labs are normal. So I usually get those people rather than kind of optimizing health. So I see a lot of constipation, diarrhea, like a lot of gut issues, but I even get hormonal issues, brain fog. Um, and I'm a firm believer that it's all stemming from the gut. You know, the gut is definitely the center of our health. So I run a bunch of different labs, stool tests always on people. Um I do a food sensitivity test um, and it's not the one that most people do. Um, You know, one of those like online ones, I do an immune test. So basically it shows what foods are um, causing an increased inflammation in the body. So the idea is to kind of take out these foods, let your body kind of relax so we can heal the gut and then you bring them back in. So you should really never, you know, do a test that says I can't eat chicken and not eat chicken for the rest of your life. Yeah. Those are when I; those are kind of the the signs that it's not the best food sensitivity test you could do. But um, so then I do a whole protocol. We'll, we'll remove foods. We'll heal the gut. Going through different stages. Um, I also I love running um, a full blood panel. The more panel, tests, the better. Yeah, full blood panel. Looking at hormones, liver, kidney. You know, a regular CBC, which is blood count, which is really insightful even in the parasite world. So, you know, our regular blood work that we'll do at the doctor. Um, I can look at it in, in a different lens. So what's really interesting too is on your blood work, you know, you and I will have the same markers as like a 600 pound, 98 year old man, you know, you know, in regular medicine, they give you these, you know, zero to 400 is healthy. So I- it's crazy. So so uh, functional medicine, we, we have an, an ideal healthy range. So, so that's another way I can look at blood and be like, Hey, you know, you're kind of trending towards iron deficiency or you're trending towards a high cholesterol in in optimal health world. So testing, I think is just so amazing because it takes out the guesswork, you know, you don't have to, it saves you money. It saves you time. Um, so I, I run a lot of tests, we do programs and I've Just seen it help so many people from skin issues to gut issues and really change the quality of of people's lives.
0: Yeah, I think blood work is just magical. I tell everyone I meet, get your blood work done. Because for Mm -hmm. even for me, you could think, Oh, I'm taking all these supplements, I'm doing this. You don't realize what might be low, what might be high until you get the blood work. And then even if you are on the high end or the low end, like, no, you want to be like in the middle. So it's, so I, and most people don't do blood work and it's like such a beautiful thing that can like really drastically change your health. Right. Like if you just like selenium or something, which is affecting your thyroid is making your hair come out. Like one thing could like change your hair, you know, or goes on and on. So yeah, Yeah. just balancing all those nutrients and the vitamin deficiencies or whatever is just. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I think people get so used to feeling
1: the way they feel. So for, I, you know, I've had stomach issues my whole life. It's normal. Or I'm a little tired all the time. That's normal. And like you're saying, it could literally just be low vitamin D and that can change their whole life. But you're just like, this is just how I am. I'm a tired person. Or, you know, my mom had stomach issues. So I have stomach issues.
0: I know, and we've and really, I feel like now we've normalized these symptoms. Mm -hmm. Like these are like IBS and like anxiety and all these things. I'm like, that's not normal. Why are we normalizing like these allergies and and, like everyone has eczema? I'm like, Mm -hmm. why does everyone have eczema? I'm like, why are we normalizing that? Yeah, like the hot girls have IBS too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Did you see that? I've seen it. Like, oh. I have seen it. Yeah, <laughs> it was like this company on Abbott, and they were like, uh, "I think like a billboard." Yeah, yeah, board. I was like, "What?" I was shocked. Yeah, you're like speaking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. So you test blood and stool. Like, do you do stool testing too? Yeah, I I run a stool test on everybody. um oh,
1: I do urine test. I do all sorts of testing, but stool um, is definitely my favorite. So, so insightful. Um, and I don't know
0: if you want to start to get into what it looks for <laughs> now. <laughs> um, uh, um. There's, oh my gosh, there's so much I want to talk about. Cause yeah, I think the blood work, I'm curious about the liver, which something I, I, I just did blood work and my liver was a little bit off. And so, you know, I'm just, these little things you don't think about you mm-hmm. just feel like oh i'm normal i'm pretty healthy but then i'm like oh this came back you know higher than i thought or something yeah. um do you just do mostly like an herb protocol like what is your typical for like i don't know there's so many questions i have for you <laughs> yeah i know it, it's really intensive um So I'll
1: get a stool test back and it tests for so many different things. And I also, of course, go with like what somebody's symptoms are. Um, and I put it together. I was like, what's most high priority. So, um, constipation, which honestly I would say that's like 80% of the people I deal with come in with that and it's the easiest thing to fix. So depending on like the level of discomfort, I'll go, I'll start there and then whatever gut issues come up. So, you know bacterial overgrowth or H. pylori, you know, depending on what this stool, you kind of want to go in order of like, what's, what's hurting them the worst, basically. But I do, I I personally do natural protocols first. And there's definitely a couple antibiotics um, that people can take, but I, I try and do natural first, because then if those don't work, then you can go to medicine. But if you start with medicine, and that doesn't work, it's harder for a natural protocol to work after that.
0: Yeah. And Nicole, so you just did your stool test. Yeah, I know. That's actually
2: how we met. We started talking about our
0: stool test. I, <laughs> about I don't know. That. <laughs> I started talking about, so we both did stool tests the same week. And then we were talking about the protocol of doing the stool test. And we were just cracking up because it's like, you basically have to go to the bathroom, like, grab... Little spoon, got a bucket out. or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> really smells,
0: smells. the smell. It's like, oh my gosh. And yes, it's kind of gross, but I'm like, well, it's mine. I don't know. It's just something you gotta look at and put in the tube and ship it off to with FedEx or something. I know. <laughs> it, it, it is so quick, like, it's like, I yeah, know. I yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't. This is why I also want this podcast. I want to tell people like it's not that bad. Like I think people get really grossed out by thinking sure. of a stool test. They mm-hmm. don't want to look at it. They don't want to. They just want to flush it down, you know. And um, and it's you- kind of interesting. Like
2: I don't think I've ever like really looked at my stool the way I did because you we have to like right. from like all different areas, and I'm like, whoa, this area is weirder than the others, and. You know, I don't know. Right. I think it's good to and know it, all the things about your body.
1: So sure. There and was. we do it every day, you know, like, mm-hmm. so. I know it's, it's funny how, how much I talk about it now. Like anyone I meet, I'm trying to get their poop. It's like, I'm always like, just pooping <laughs> a cup for me. Just like constantly because it, it'll change your life. Like what, the, what it shows you will give you such a big picture. But I remember like you know, being younger and starting to date someone and I would like hide having to go to the bathroom or hide any sort of, and now I'm just like, I have to poop. I'll be right back. Like it's just being (laughs) not
0: super normal. And I think these, you know, my hope one day is that most like insurance would cover most stool tests and like, Mm -hmm. I think also like old testing and heavy metals and stuff because it is, um, not most of the time is not covered through insurance. There are some that are, that are, but they're like, like, I think the one that you took, Nicole, was it the Genova diagnostics or was it a different one? Yeah. It's I one. Yeah, that's yeah, what I rent. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that gives you a lot more information than I feel like the typical, um, like the typical stool test you get from like a, a regular doctor like they're just testing for like a few viruses and bacteria um mm-hmm. and then the one that you did was like very extensive right so yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely i i mean so i've been i've had i am the person that comes to you i have had stomach problems all my life literally was little <laughs> Honestly, since I was little I reflected back. I was always getting food poisoning too. Like I was always throwing up from like something and then like in high school I started having like constipation diarrhea, like not knowing what was going on. Then it kind of manifested into like acid reflux. I started having a lot of acid reflux problems and um doctors, all different types of things and it was always just like Manage your stress um, was the answer, um, and like nothing definitive. So uh, there were there was a time actually last year where I had to go to the hospital because I just couldn't hold food in for so long, and then they like uh-huh. saw uh, colitis. And my dad actually has um, Crohn's disease too, so they were concerned. So then I did a colonoscopy. I took antibiotics, then I did a colonoscopy. Klonopathy came back fine, but my gut issues were all still, I was still feeling things. I had the, uh, you know, irregular bowel in a way, but uh, everything was just still messed up. And then I kind of had a bunch of band-aids. I have been taking Omeprazole, which I know is not the best. I'm actually now starting to taper off of it, which is so, I'm so excited.
0: We are just gonna take a quick pause and take a moment to talk about Equip Foods, my amazing sponsor who's making it possible for me to bring you all this invaluable content week after week. Equip Foods offers a range of whole food-based supplements that give your body the nutrients it needs to function at its best. From the best protein powder, I love the vanilla and the strawberry. I use it in my daily protein morning shake I even use the protein powders in my cookies I make and they have collagen which I love I take that every morning with my coffee then they have organ supplements I love the liver supplements which I take every morning and they also have a pre-workout powder which I am just starting to take and I'm loving it all. So. If you want, they are giving my listeners 20% off any of their items online. Just use my code biohackerblondie20 at checkout and get 20% off any of their products. Trust me, your body will thank you. So now let's dive back in today's episode.
2: I don't know if you guys know anything about Omeprazole, but there's like... Yeah, I mean, Shannon, I don't know if you want to speak on it
1: um, so it's basically an anti-acid so it stops acid production uh, it's
0: like the purple pill or kind of like a pepcid oh mm-hmm. yeah it's really yeah that's but, not great to take right because then your body kind of adjusts and then stops producing like the acid in right. stuff, which
1: acid kills bacteria acid yeah. helps break our food down so you know, some taking some of the, it's hard because, you know, when people are in a lot of pain, it, it definitely really helps sometimes, but then the longer you take it. So th- that kind of medicine is like, supposed to be on for two weeks. Mm. People all, someone will be on it for 15 years and yeah. then now they have SIBO. Now they have an overgrowth. Now they have H. pylori. So it's, you know, you yeah. probably got one bout of food poisoning and then it just triggered this absolutely no good gut health, you know, no good bacteria in your gut. And then it, SIBO probably developed in HPI, Like it's just it all it starts with one and it cascades down into two. Yeah, and things. uh I was told to take it forever. I
2: was right. told that it that some people are just like that and need it long term and
1: that I shouldn't stop. Right. Um, so it's like what's the root cause of you know, you needing
0: that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is mm-hmm. and I too like these And acid like it used to be very uncommon. Like these were things that they knew that would affect you quite like your gut quite a bit. And they were rarely giving this out, this medication, and now they're like giving it out all the time and telling people to take it forever. It's like, what? Like crazy, like how medication has become the typical when really that should just be like the two weeks or something that's needed. You know, it shouldn't be you're on medication the rest of your life.
1: Or first, like, let's cut gluten, let's cut dairy. Are you meditating? How much water are you drinking? What's your stress level? Like, going through those first. But, yeah. you know, I think doctors really get, like, maybe one little class on nutrition. One, if, they're, they're, if that, not, no functional medicine, you have to do a whole other program for it. So, yeah, definitely normalizing it now. And what's exciting is, other people besides me knowing what a stool test is, is really cool, you know, (laughs) like, but it's not just practitioners anymore. Like people are starting to know gut health is a big deal.
0: Yeah. So what is your typical, you know, uh, so most people, I guess, come to you as like the last resort kind of like they've been to many doctors or they've been, they're just like, and so I guess your test typical patient, do you see mostly parasites? Like when I first had gut issues, like I had everything. I had the mucus, I had the parasites, I had some bacteria, I had um, yeast. So what is the typical and where do you think this is coming from that the gut just isn't able to, you know, get rid of this stuff or they got it from like vacation? Um, You know, you hear a lot about that, like parasites in Mexico or something, you know? Yeah.
1: It's hard to say typical because really everyone's different. And I, I see a lot of a lot. Um, I see a lot of overgrowth. So basically just, you know, we have good bacteria and we have bad bacteria. And, you know, you want to keep everything like you're saying, kind of like in the middle. I see a lot of just overpopulation of good bacteria, overpopulation of bad bacteria and then these bugs produce, basically they're called postbiotics metabolites. So those are really impactful on our health. So when they're way too high, they cause, you know, low stomach acid. So I would say the biggest thing is that these bugs overgrow and then they start to poke holes in our gut lining and then you get leaky gut. Mm-hmm. So basically our, our, we have a, a sheath covering all of our organs and it keeps everything inside our body versus like getting into our bloodstream. And once once our gut gets thin, when the, once the lining gets thin from these dogs eating at it, things start to get into our bloodstream that shouldn't be there. So that's when you start to get all these food allergies. You start to get eczema because, you know, we're, we're raising inflammation. Things that are in our blood shouldn't be there. Autoimmune disease starts to happen because that's basically where you start to attack a normal cell. Um, So your body just like doesn't know what's going on. So, you know, people go to Mexico, they'll get you know, E. coli, a parasite. Um, and it, it just strips you of your good bacteria and it raises your bad bacteria. And then if you don't properly kill it with either a, the right antibiotic or, you know, oregano oil or something, it just starts to overpopulate. And then people come back and they're drinking alcohol again. They're eating foods that now are bothering them. And it's just, it's kind of like compounding on top of it. And they, it doesn't just go away because unless you know how to make it go away naturally, it, it just doesn't, you know? So it, it just, things start to compound. And once you have the overgrowth, then, you know, if you have too little good bacteria, you can't fight off bugs anymore. So now, you know, we go out to eat and there's, you know, E. coli and worms and parasites and everything just because of the nature. And now it's like your body can't fight, fight it off. And yeah. now we're getting sick constantly. So when I hear even how you were saying You know, I kept getting food poisoning. You probably had such little good bacteria that your body just had nothing to fight off. So anytime a bug came in, you just got it. Mm -hmm. Are you
2: learning? (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's also crazy. So my I I got my test results back, and they were very validating. Mm -hmm here yeah. the same time
0: because you're working with a functional medicine doctor as well
2: yeah 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 so yeah there was traces of h pylori that were higher than like what's good
0: um and then any h pylori i mean typically you shouldn't have that in your stool right or is that just you you, you can have some without it being a problem um, it's kind of like
1: candida. Like we can have some in our gut without it being a problem. It's when it starts to overgrow. So H. Mm-hmm. H. pylori kind of flows in and out of our body. You know, I don't, I see it on a lot of people, but not necessarily high. Um, it's just a bug. So it's, it's in and out. And then candida too, some are beneficial. They can help with nutrient absorption. It's when anything starts to overgrow and just kind of get out of hand. So, it, and it kind of depends. Like H. pylori, um, you know, if you're not having like crazy acid reflux or ulcer or ulcer type symptoms, I don't always treat it. Yeah. So you really got to like ask the person their symptoms and things like that. But something interesting with H. pylori, um, is it really affects sleep? So sometimes if I get someone who has really bad insomnia or like nothing's really making
0: sense, I'll, I'll treat an H. pylori case. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I how are you sleeping? I <laughs> <laughs> think my sleep is okay. I don't know. My alarm <laughs> is not blah, blah. But... Okay, yeah. So you have a little bit of bacterial overgrowth, right?
2: Yeah, I have bacterial overgrowth in a lot of different categories. Um, and I also have overgrowth in like a key... I don't know if this is different, but in the keystone bacteria section... Uh, teas, if I'm saying that right, I don't know. That's yes. so like your gut health, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, actually, to tr- treat that, uh, my doctor's having me take a probiotic. Um, mm. Mm. so I don't know if that's something you would recommend, also, but she's having me take okay, I might butcher this also. Saccharomyces boulardii. Mm-hmm.
1: What is is actually a yeast.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well. what do you think? Because I've actually were contradicting things of this probiotic, actually. Mm, okay. I don't know. I, I'm curious your thoughts. As Shannon. Probiotics are really tricky.
1: So I, I actually do use that one as well. Um, yeah. If you have an overgrowth, you don't, Want to take a probiotic because you're basically dumping more bacteria into your gut. So probiotics, like I used to be just before running stool tests, I was like, take a probiotic, take a probiotic. But if you have a lot of gut issues and you're you don't know what's going on and you take a probiotic, you can make it worse because you're you're putting fuel on the fire basically. Um, but Saccharomyces boulardii. I like a lot because it's not an actual probiotic and it's like a healthy yeast that kind of actually kills. It helps to kill and lower the bad bacteria. Mm. I'm a a fan of that one.
0: I know like when I had my protocol with my doctor, this was like two years ago or a little bit over two years ago. Yeah. He didn't have me on uh, probiotics right away. So I think like but and then something else he had me and he asked me he said do you want to take a parasite medication because I think my parasite like it's just I had a lot going on and he was like sometimes this is just you know and he's not he's a functional he he's not for antibiotics either but sometimes right. you know it's needed mm-hmm. so do you ever prescribe like a parasite medication? Yeah, I use something called Mimosa pudica, okay. and it's
1: a seed. And it acts kind of like a chia seed. So basically it goes in your gut and it absorbs, like it it, uh, expands in a little seed and it scrapes out the contents of your gut. So that's like my... Is that a medication or can is that... It's it's a supplement. Oh. Yeah. So I use one by CellCore called Para1. Yeah, CellCore. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love that one. And then I'll do that paired with... um, something to kill it too so uh oregano oil black walnut um berberine golden seal kind of depend like i'll I'll do a little blend of killing but the para one i've seen amazing amazing results i got
0: i'm also taking i love the i swear i've had something like i had this weird blow last year ever since i got back from mexico Mm-hmm. And I just, but I really feel I don't know if you've heard of Para X from Symbiotica. Mm-hmm. It's just great. It's like ozonated, like or er, like all that stuff to kill, like and get rid of the biofilm, and then also kill the parasites or whatever. And, um, yeah. So yeah, that's been a great one for me. But yeah, I think the cell core, right? That one I've heard mm-hmm. that one is just amazing. I think they have like metal yeah. detox. And mm-hmm. that. Yeah.
1: You definitely want to not do anything on your own. You really want to work with a practitioner because, you know, sometimes you can start to kill things and your body is too weak and then you'll, it'll, so like you could have a negative reaction and, you know, toxin can leave your body way too fast and maybe your liver is not properly detoxing and instead you'll kill bugs and just recirculate them in your gut you want to really make sure you're doing it in a slow way D- depending on like it sounds like you have a lot of overgrowth if you kill your h pylori all the bad bugs and like candida at one time you could feel really crappy so you, you want to do it slow work with someone who definitely knows knows what they're doing so you're not just like
2: yeah so i actually wanted to see so uh, uh, some of the other things that she's having me take is gi synergy i don't know have you ever heard of it yeah, and then I like, like that pairing that with a Repair Bite, I think is what it's called. Like, I guess that one like helps. Kind, of, she said that it kind of like um is like a sort of bomb, calming bomb. Like a, <laughs> I don't know, that's what she described it as. Like as you're doing treatment to kind of soothe everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't
1: know, like yeah. So do you use GI Synergy? Yeah, I use the GI Synergy everyone's different and this is kind of just like what I've seen mostly. So repair bite, I think, I'm not sure, but it sounds like kind of like a leaky gut sealer. So I kind of believe you want to kill bugs before you seal up your gut, because then you're going to like seal them up in there. So I'm more of like a kill, drain it out and then seal up your gut. But sometimes it depends like how bad it is that this could be nice to kind of soothe, soothe your gut it's a, it really is like so personal on on each person but that, that protocol sounds like a solid like i think you should and then you take it slow like maybe you're just like wow I, i'm really not feeling well you know then you you take one back but gi synergy i use a lot i like that one mm, yeah and and that so
2: i do have like a trace of e coli i think well, some sort of parasite or something too so she said that that would kind of help with the parasites the yeast and other bacterial overgrowth and then also the h pylori
1: yeah 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 it's like i was saying before once you get one it's
0: like they just start to trickle down on on top of each other would you say (laughs) that most people who have like eczema or something they have leaky gut yeah that's pretty much a sign that your body is inflamed because you're Getting stuff from your food or whatever that's supposed to just stay in your gut and that's now leaking into your bloodstream. Exactly. And I'm like, you know, every person I've come around has like eczema, men, women, and I'm like, like I have one friend who's on medication for it, and he's been on, and I'm like, you right. know, I'm not sure what the side effects are of medication, but I'm sure there's side effects to this, and instead of just saying, Hey, I need to, you know, close those little holes in my gut. And yeah. Um, so they can all go see you. (laughs) (laughs) I need to so so in tune with like what's happening and most stuff, I think most inflammation, most disease starts within the gut. Mm -hmm. So, and I really like how you're coordinating it with the liver. So like I learned a lot about the gut, but honestly, the I don't really think about the liver and the kidney and everything and how you have to like flush that with it. And I like right. how you said that you can kind of be doing damage if you're not doing it in the right protocol like everything. Yeah. So
1: it's like you've heard someone they're like I'm doing a detox and they feel really crummy, you know? Yeah. That's because their liver isn't filtering. So you should or their or their gut is leaky. So you really You should never feel bad doing a detox. That's a sign that your body isn't ready.
0: Yeah. And how do, how, so you're saying I need to cleanse the liver as well. Like make sure my liver is detoxing. So what is it? Or properly.
1: Yeah. So again, like I could guess, but through tests you could see. So, well, one, you, I don't know. We want to heal your gut and seal it up to make sure there's no leaky gut going on. So you're not recirculating. And then, you know, your liver depending. So our liver goes through two phases. So basically we have to turn, um, fat into water so that it can like properly leave. So there's a bunch of different nutrients that you could use a couple supplements. I like, um, detox, anti and then amino detox are two separate ones you can use. Um, And those will help basically take your liver through different phases of flushing out. Hmm. Well, I've never heard of those. Yeah. That's so So cool. milk thistle, things like different things like that really help flush out. And, And you need, you know, people in nutrition get really stuck on like carbs, fats, and protein and their macros or whatever. But like you're saying selenium, no one's thinking of like eating a Brazil nut for their thyroid or, you know, magnesium, vitamin A, all of those things too, amino acids, proteins help your liver flesh out properly. So starting to think of if you can eat the rainbow basically and making sure you're getting your beets and your carrots and everything, ideally we should be healthy enough to get it all. But, you know, it's hard in busy lives to make sure you're having eight cups of veggies a day and things are working properly, but there's definitely... Um, Some tests you can run to see like how well your liver is detoxing.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you also uh, like use binders? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you use binders, you're cleansing the, you know, the liver, the kidneys, sealing the gut, and then also using binders to flush, to grab onto everything and get it out of your system.
1: Mm -hmm. I use binders a lot with um, the killing protocol. So, mm-hmm. so when when those bugs start to die off, um, they'll just sit in your gut. So the binder too will help drag them out. So even something like activated charcoal is really helpful. I mean if yeah. you can get at any drugstore. That'll help pull those toxins out.
0: Yeah. Have you heard of um pectosol C pectosol? It's like a like I think it's like the um outside like the, of uh, apples or oranges or something. This like yeah it's supposed oh. to grab one pectin. Pectin. pectin yeah but there's like a one where it's called or something. no but, but i think i know what you're talking about that helps yeah. also yeah and then the clays the charcoal mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah and uh, certain
1: things work better for certain people too you know
0: yeah mm-hmm. um so I, have you seen just like amazing results with your protocol like, just yeah. acne gone, insomnia um, gone, all of it. I, I had
1: actually someone recently with lichen planus, lichen, i don't saying it, all, but it's like a really painful skin. Like, you get like blisters all over your skin. And so she was like scratching at night, really, really uncomfortable. And in three months, completely cleared up. And that's yeah. probably like my, my favorite cases because her her quality of life was really poor wow um so yeah lifestyle changes too yes we did the food sensitivity and she had a lot so really cleaning up her diet um working out the protocol really helped lifestyle you know i think too a huge thing when you hear this ibs and it's like mental health and really calming yourself is such a huge key so sometimes you know if, if you don't get that piece in order and you're constantly I'm never or it's a story you tell yourself like I'm never going to get better I always had stomach issues my parents have stomach issues you know you won't get better you you have to change that mindset too and not be so you know and not feeling good makes you feel anxious you know so it's really getting your mind under control which I always am like anytime someone comes to me I'm like we're gonna work together but you need a therapist too like that's like a non-negotiable
0: because I can only do so much wow I mean 90, yeah. I need yeah. I mean I definitely think the mental and the physical go hand in hand. Um but that's interesting. So you yeah. only will take patients that go see a therapist as well.
1: No, but like I really push it. Because <laughs> I end up being my therapist and I'm like this is out of my scope sometimes, you know. Um Yeah. But it it's you know, and food too is a really yeah, mental. I have a question for you. So, do you rec? So,
2: the way that my doctor's kind of doing it is, she kind of once I saw her, she was like, "Stop eating anything sweet or sugary. Like, really try not to." Um, and like, actually, she told she told me not to have anything raw, so like raw vegetables or raw like fish you see any of that, I've been really trying to refrain from. Um. Mm-hmm so I wanted to hear like kind of and spicy food I know that one really always obsessed me but I wanted to know if that's something that you like kind of
1: yeah so for candida it it grows off of sugar and carbs Mm. so if you have a yeast overgrowth just two weeks of not eating any sugar or carbs will kill it like depends how bad it is of course but 80 percent like you can really shrink it down by because that's what it's going to feed off of alcohol sugar and carbs um in your picture found somewhat seboey which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth which is sometimes I, I i think it is there because you know your good bacteria is in overgrowth and your bad bacteria um so cooking your vegetables will have less bloating issues like raw foods will aggravate it a little bit more um, mm-hmm. It's more rather than just thinking sugar, thinking of less processed things, mm-hmm. which all have mm-hmm. sugar. So just really eating foods from the ground, you know, and your your diet will help you. Like I'm sure anything yeah. from a package sugars are just gonna worsen, you know. So, and what are
2: what are your thoughts on
1: gluten specifically? Because I did have like
2: my anti gliadin. Is like back mm-hmm. to allergy one. That one was okay, yeah. but I my zone Zonalin and zonal gluten peptide mm-hmm. really like in my yellow. So I think yeah. that kind of means gluten sensitivity, and maybe that's something everyone has. I don't actually know.
1: So, and everybody cut gluten. Yeah, it's I don't. So you know how people are. Like I go to Europe and I can eat all the gluten there. It's just every yeah. Year. That is gluten is processed. So one of my things is if you're going to buy bread off the shelf, how can it sit there for six months before going bad? Like what? It's like what is in our gluten these days? Pasta that can sit in a box for a year before going bad. So you know, gluten. Yes, it's not the devil. It's like the way that we have it now. There's none of our food is farmed to table unless we're going to our you know the local. Uh, farmer's market but gluten also is really tied to thyroid issues SIBO it's just it's really inflammatory for a lot of people and a lot of people can't break it down so that anti-gliadian marker is basically showing what your body couldn't break down of the gluten mm. but there's used to been so much research on people taking gluten out of their diet and just feeling a lot better just not they're just not breaking it down properly
0: Yeah, I think it's also, like, in the, I don't know, the five foods that are, like, on the list, the highest allergies have, like, the most glyphosate. So, it's, Mm -hmm. like, so with wheat here, like, they're just pouring, like, glyphosate and pesticides, like, all over that. So, it's hard to, like, stay, I mean, it's just a toxin, and then your chances of that, like, being, I don't know, like... If you think about farming, they're probably right next to each other most of the time. So it's like right. that could be coming over that glyphosate, that pesticide. I don't know. So I think that's kind of a thing when I think of like soy, corn, gluten. They have like the most chemicals. They use the most chemicals on those three. So yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Definitely, I'd say at home, be as like crazy and conscious as possible. Like I, I won't have gluten at home, but if I go out to dinner and I want a slice of pizza or XYZ, I'll have it. But not often and yeah. I know and do you treat dairy the same way? Mm-hmm. I do. Okay, so I've I, I'm lactose intolerant. So the difference is Basically, people who are lactose intolerant don't produce an enzyme to break down dairy. It's not a food sensitivity. They're actually like not breaking it down. I think the the big issue with dairy is most cows, conventional dairy is pumped with hormones. So we're getting this milk that's filled with hormones and chemicals and bad diet from from the cows. So if if you get a, a grass-fed cheese or you know a, a higher quality i don't find a problem with it and I, i'm like go for it but most conventional it's just it's pumped with crap and then we're getting it so mm-hmm. it really feels- but, like that's the u.s focused or
2: everywhere like i i know that people go to italy and they're like i can eat the dairy in italy
1: or something i don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. it's definitely more farm to able they they're way more they have way more strict um, laws about what their animals can eat and you know we're just like a free-for-all here of whatever goes
0: <laughs> <laughs> whatever process and whatever chemicals are needed to like right. what is it frank franken food <laughs> mm-hmm. right <laughs> Uh, Okay, so yeah, so I just I could go on and on with questions. But like, so your typical protocol would be, let's um, eat real food. Right? Just like, like organic. I think I love that. Like when I'm home, yeah, it's like, when you're eating something daily, I feel like it should be organic, it should be just like real food. And then if you want to add in these little things here and there, like, yes. But I think if you have to think about, like, if you're going to take something in daily, you want to be very careful with it. Yeah, um, exactly. And then, so you have your own, like, whole protocol, heal the gut. Um, let's see here. And the mucus. Let's talk about some mucus. Is that a common thing in stool? It shouldn't be. Um, okay. It
1: really shouldn't be. Um And basically in this stool test, it measures, it's called steatocrit. So it measures the fat in your stool. Um, You know, there's mucus in our esophagus and that helps our food get down. It helps neutralize some of the acid in our stomach. But when it gets really high, to me, I think maldigestion, malabsorption, um, or not breaking your fat down. Mm. So, you know, is that a gallbladder issue liver issue you know why you want to think like why is there so much fat in your stool you know it's possible you did the stool test and you ate a lot of fat the night before but you you don't want to see it it means you're not breaking your fat down and we want to figure out why so that could be now you're not getting enough nutrients in your diet or i see with weight loss a lot when people can't lose weight if you don't break your fat down where is it going to go you're going to store it and so now it's just like I'm like, huh, this is why you're not losing weight. You're storing your fat. You're not breaking it down. You're not using it properly. Um, Interesting. And what what would you do for that, like to break the fat down? Like what's Yeah, a- so there's an enzyme um, that you would take when you eat your food called ox bile, and that really helps break down your fat. But we want to figure out the why. Yeah. So, so it's the liver or the gallbladder? Yeah. Uh, it could be that you're, you're not producing enough chyme, which, you know, releases to break down your fats. But then again, that's the why. So is it an overgrowth of bacteria that's stealing your nutrients? Is it, you know, usually what's happening in the gut that's preventing your body from working properly? Mm. You know, that's where, and it, it's just like hard to say why, but usually an overgrowth of something, or if it's candida or it's, you know, you're another thing is you're really stressed. You, we won't break our food down if we're stressed. It'll stop acid. So like are you you know, do you need to take some great breaths before you eat, you know?
0: Yeah, or like do your food. Get
2: yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> some <laughs> <your> banging <laughs> ring
1: water here
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. mucus, and then if you have candida, like you should stay away from sugar, um mm-hmm. and really go on a heavy also like with that, would you recommend not eating like fermented foods? um do you have a protocol like kind of stay away from like sauerkraut and all these probiotics to like yeah, yeah. i know last year I we yeah, there you are.
2: <laughs>
1: um, yeah so uh candida i was just telling nicole um if you cut sugar carbs and alcohol for two full weeks that'll kill it 70 to 80%, like with diet alone, because it it feeds off carbs. So you really want to like cut it there. And the problem with candida overgrowth is that basically when it gets, when it overgrows, that's what really breaks down the walls in your intestinal lining into leaky gut. So most of the time candida, leaky gut also. So I'll, I'll kill it while also changing the diet to remove these carbs, these sugars, um, and then we'll heal really gut too.
0: So would you recommend uh, like I you know like uh Paul Sal- Salandino or whatever used to be called the carnivore MD He's very big yeah. on just like eat meat for like a month or two weeks or whatever and see the difference. So would you recommend just like a high protein for like two weeks? Kind of yeah, High protein,
1: v- high veggie. I would even go low fruit though. Yeah, like mm-hmm. any sugars. Um, yeah, yeah. It would definitely. I I've seen symptoms get way better of two weeks of like absolutely no sugar and carbs. Wow. Without even you know, I I always have a supplement protocol in place as well, but really that alone will help cut kill it mm-hmm. a lot because it just feeds off it. And I, I think too the a big why everyone has leaky gut, um, like one night of binge drinking binge drinking will mess your stomach up for like will kill all your bacteria uh, you know two drinks will. it's alcohol really really messes with it and everybody you know so many people drink and you know you don't want to like stop your life for it but one one glass will mess it up so do you i definitely just-
2: noticed that you could feel it like even even like i've there's a point where i don't drink anymore at all but like there was a point where i was like just i'll just have a little and then i have a little and I'd be like I
1: immediately feel it. Like, I don't feel good. No. Yeah. Um, I take a prebiotic every day. So mm-hmm. prebiotics are the food for your bacteria. Probiotics are literally like dumping in bacteria. But again, we talked about, is that the right bacteria for your body? Do you even need it? Is it a a qual- good quality enough probiotic that your gut lining is actually like your, your body is actually absorbing it? Um, so fibre, which is gonna be a prebiotic, um, will make sure that you're feeding your own bacteria to so it can create and eat its eat the bugs and create its own bacteria. So that to me, prebiotic over probiotic is like the most beneficial thing you can you can take.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so do you drink at all? Oh, Shannon. Yeah. Okay. I, I do
1: a lot less than I used to. And I, I definitely use it on like a Special
0: occasion, um, yeah. But I've come to the point where I just I'm really more in tune with how I feel as well, and I realize like I don't know, like I mean I have a lot going on, and so I don't want to be unproductive the next day. And I also totally. like mentally, I feel like yes, I'm having fun that night, but then the next day I realize like my happiness, my energy, a little bit of my mm-hmm. mental state is really like excited as it normally is so it kind of brings me down the next day and I realize mm-hmm. like do I want to feel kind of like down and I think just people think that they're always like not feeling great so I feel like they don't notice but like for me I'm so in tuned that like yeah. I notice that I'm like I'm not feeling like so excited you know the next day yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm it's, yeah it's just it's not worth it yeah you know mm-hmm. it's just not I know Now, like, I don't, you know, it's fun, but I'm kind of just come to the point where I'm like, I don't know, I have a lot going on too. And I, and yeah, I used to like, I used to teach uh, up in San Francisco, like a workout class on the side and stuff. No, so I was like, not drinking. At all, really. And I noticed like my body, like my mental state, like I just felt my best at that time because I couldn't, I didn't have time, but I couldn't really teaching. Right. Like and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. back then I felt my best, you know, and alcohol just like, I feel like creeps up on you. Like the more you drink, the like the worse, like, and then of course you get the gut and like the metabolism and everything. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a toxin that like, <laughs> The antioxidants in wine do not weigh out the toxin of <laughs> the Right, exactly. <laughs> now, I,
1: I think the benefits of wine when people talk about it is is the community aspect and that, you know, not yeah. the alcohol. You know, they have like the blue zones that are like, they drink every night. I think it's that they're together every night and they're engaging in conversation rather than like alcohol is good for you. you
0: know? Yeah. Agreed. So you don't drink at all in coal? We kind of no, up. I, I stopped. It
2: just like, you know, it's ex- exactly what you kind of said. I've kind of become, this past year, I've like really treated my body and my mind as kind of a science experiment and like noticed like, oh, this per- hanging out with this person feels good or like doing this feels good and this doesn't feel good. And like something I really learned and like, like 100% agree is like alcohol does not feel good in any part of my body for me specifically it doesn't mean I don't go to events where other people are drinking and like I just like kind of do my I like have my own fun and like um I think it I think alcohol has a thing where it like brings the community exactly what you're saying like it makes people feel I don't know really connected to people but you know I don't know if for me it's not I, I can participate and pretend I'll be like yeah cheers and not drink <laughs>
0: So it's almost like like I think there was one company that mentioned like they're going to come out with like a pill that maybe will give like the alcohol effects but then you don't have the drink and I'm like I don't think I would want that because it, it's almost like the drinking it's like I don't know kind of the community or like that night like it's not really about the alcohol almost like it's just about mm-hmm. oh, I want to go get a drink with you like it's like kind of this um yeah. Like, so get a pill with you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do about that? Like if you give me a pill. It's just like, I don't want that. Like, I don't know. It's weird, but then it would be healthier. Like without, mm-hmm. they're like, this company was thinking like, oh, they'll, you know, give you a pill, same effects of alcohol, but you don't drink. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've just come to the point where I'm like, no, I don't really want, I try not to drink. I don't want to, I don't ever want to go to the extreme of anything. Like, yes, if it's needed, like I've known someone who had anxiety, they just couldn't drink. Like that was like something where it was just, you know, it, it, it. so I completely understand. And, but I just always try to say like, kind of be in the middle ground of everything. Like, I don't want to go to the extreme of like, I'm just going to eat meat unless you know, I'm doing a protocol for like a few weeks or something, you know, like I try to stay in that middle like area with life, with everything. So I'm not just like on one side totally yeah. um i'm the same
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah. i actually i had a question for you shannon um just like moving back to the tool test so do you like so once you treat everything do you kind of like do another test or are you just like okay your symptoms are good now you can go back to your old lifestyle and that's kind of like where where do you go from that to prevent You know, like if I want, if you want to travel and you do eat something that causes you to maybe have like food poisoning all over again,
1: is this like something you've all over again? Yeah, so, you know, I think, you know, working with a practitioner, you're going to learn a lot about what, you know, cleaner and healthier versus what's not. I'm sure there's a lot of things you've already started to change. And I think um, forever you should live in, in these new realm of how you eat, you'll learn, you know, way more whole foods than ever. You'll really be more conscious now about, uh packaged foods and eating whole foods. Um, I like to do a test at the end to make sure the, the high markers are out. Um, and then kind of have a protocol set up. So if you do go away and you get food poisoning, what are you going to do immediately that you didn't do the last time? Right. So the last time you kind of just came back and we're like, it'll go away. Like, I would, you know, I'd set up with, okay, I'm going to do the parasite pill again, maybe just a, a clear, like a, basically they're called like broad spectrum antimicrobials, which is, um, I use one called biocidin and it basically is kind of a blend of a bunch of different herbs and that'll kill candida and overgrowth, just a broad spectrum. So it kind of set you up if, if it does happen again, this is your plan. When you go on vacation, especially Mexico, and I have like a love. Like, I love Mexico. I even as me, I've never gone and not gotten sick. And I bring my parasite pills and I bring my prebiotics, and it gets me every single time. Like, so, but when you go every time, I get sick every time.
0: I I just there and posted yesterday, they got like, I have so many people that like, I love Mexico too. I think, like, I love. Yeah, but I I swear, like last time I was there, the person I went with like got really sick. Um, when I was there with a bunch of friends, some other go out poisoning and was like puking at the airport before heading back. Like,
1: it's a, yeah. it's
0: a common thing, <laughs> and it, it, it and it's not just that trip.
1: It's like it lasts for months after. Yeah, like it always I know. So, but so if you, if you go like. I'd bring a prebiotic, and you know, I would definitely have some maybe colostrum in place. So, I think it, it wouldn't just come back again because you're, you're going to know a lot more. You're going to know what to do right after, as opposed to waiting a year and then being like, okay, it's still bad from my trip a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, really coming up with like a an ongoing plan.
0: So you, so you think most of the time though, like these herbs and a few little like things you can just do to really get, you know, not let the parasite or the bacteria get out of control, like stop it and the backlight. And then, okay. Okay. I love that. Um, Let me see here. So (laughs) anything else I want to ask you, (laughs) do you you deal with mold or anything? Do you ever test for like heavy metals and mold? I thought we were going to really talk about stool, but I didn't realize you do. All the whole, all the lab work and everything.
1: Yeah, I I haven't started yet. I, I know I have some protocols if someone's come to me with it, but um, I do another test. It's called organic acid. Oh so yeah, basically it's it's a urine test. It's really, really cool. Um, it shows the way you break down your carbs, fats, and protein for energy. So this is such a great test for if you can't lose weight, brain fog, fatigue, it looks at the way your mitochondria... Um, is working is taking in energy so it sees like where you are having laps in nutrients magnesium your b vitamins how your different cycles of energy are working and this test specifically looks at all of your liver markers how well you're detoxing and and where you're having issues with it um it also looks at the gut not as intense as a stool test but sometimes i'll run this test first and be like hey we really need a stool test here's why um and then it also looks at um
0: your neurotransmitter hormones, dopamine, serotonin. I know I, I posted that once. Cause I was like, you know, people who have like some mental health issues. I'm like, why are we not doing this test first? I mean, you, there's a lot of information about your neurotransmitters there. Like, and I'm like, let's go and it gives a whole graph of what's happening and what you might be missing in specific like, hormones or something. And then, you know, and I'm like, okay, probably most people, this would help instead of being just put on medication. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I do know it's, that the test is like $500 or something, just the organic acids test, you know, so. Yeah. but Medication. Yeah, exactly. If you're okay, then you, you know, say, say $50 a month or something, I mean, that's going to add up into a year of this you know, organic acids tests that could actually fix the root cause, you know, but Yeah, it it comes down to priority,
1: right? People you can go out, you know, we're in LA, you can go out to dinner two nights and spend five hundred dollars. Like wow. it's you can, you know, people are buying all the bags they want. It's it's like one test that can transform your health. I know. For the Which rest of your life. For the rest of your life, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Kind of getting to like That's why it it almost seems that people are coming to me because it's expensive. You know, these tests are expensive when it's their last resort, Mm -hmm. as opposed to being like coming early enough, nipping it in the bud, you know, before it gets so bad. But we're normalizing now that a stool test can be expensive, but can change your life. You know, it's getting that out is like, this is really worth it. And I think people just don't
0: understand it so well yeah how it can change your energy yeah. change your whole health like all the- yeah um quick question what do you think about stevia <laughs> For the <guy>. um, yeah. <laughs> i've heard some like conflicting things it's processed like it's not sugar i love stevia and i'm like i don't know i know it's but i don't want to eat sugar either like and I I don't right. do like the xylitol or the I forget what is like the typical like um, yeah I don't know because that one's derived mostly from corn which I don't like so I guess it's like how much stevia yeah
1: you know if you have <laughs> a little bit I don't know I actually use real sugar sometimes when I'm but not it's not a lot yeah I really think it's like picking and choosing your vices you know yeah. so if you love stevia and you have a little bit in your coffee or your tea every day, like fine, you know, I, and I I really try and like how you're saying be balanced. So when I'm working with someone who's really, really sick, I'm like, we're going to be, I'm going to make you, you know, like, we're going to be really, really strict. But overall, I'm like, you know, if you have a few things, try and be your best, you know, life is life. So if stevia can be a little
0: hope <laughs> i just love my coffee <laughs> i think I it's five fine. in the morning but i just i love the taste i'm like i don't know
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i think it's fine.
1: probably <laughs> little i mean
0: yeah i'm not that's not
1: something i'm i'm more crazy about gluten
0: yeah, I, guess. I think even people don't think much about corn, but a lot of it is just like contaminated. So, yeah. um, and fake, yeah, I know. I'm like, yes, I guess if you get that organic corn, I think you know, maybe, but for me, I, a steak? Like, I don't know this. No, oh, right. a food, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then if you're eating real corn, it's just. I think like with glyphosate, it's just if you look at like the distribute the distribution of, pe- of like pesticides and glyphosate, it's just like has drastically increased over like 20, 30 years where it used to be minimal. Like you'll see it in the states, and it just spreads more and more. Like we're using more and more chemicals on our food for farming than ever before. So mm-hmm. these are like the heavy, these are like the big items right. that they use chemicals with which and you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: i was just like it kills like parts of the plant and i'm like okay this is obviously going to do damage to our insides right like mm-hmm.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, i was gonna say they're they're also growing corn in seasons when it's not supposed to, when it can't grow like how is that happening you know and things like that is just what, what's going on here
0: yeah, that's another thing too. I'm like eating food that's not in season. Or like even if you think about like getting imported from Mexico or other countries, it's like they probably have to pick it early, it's not ripe yet, And they like use a process to like ripen it when it gets to the market or like make it look it's satisfying means. I, mean. I know. <laughs> right and
1: it can be as good as you you know, yeah, that's why it's like with the, it's like there's so many things. My rule of thumb is at home, be be as conscious and particular as possible, so that you know, we have no idea when we go out what we're eating,
0: yeah, especially the oils, too. That's another thing, so
1: mm-hmm. right,
0: yeah, that's why I try not to go out so much, but yeah, I also want to have a social life and totally like. But yeah, I think if, you're, if your health is like pretty, you know, in a, not in a great place, you have to be extreme and then eventually you can come back to like adding fun exactly. things in. But yeah, so I don't know. Nicole, do you have any other questions for Shannon since you got going to... How long are you on this protocol for, by the way, how, or your functional medicine?
2: So I'm doing... Basically, one to two months are the next few things. I'm also taking, uh, the one thing I didn't mention is I'm, ta- I'm going to start taking calcium D-glucurate because my beta knife. R- gluron- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, that's the one that kind of keeps everything, all the trash still there or like, keeps it all from getting out. Um, is what I understand, but yeah, I don't know, Shannon. You want to speak on that one? Oh, you're muted.
1: It's a liver marker, um, and it's basically measuring toxic estrogen, and so that's a marker to see you're recirculating your toxins. So now all this bacteria is recirculating. So calcium degrade well. It's like a liver. Help flush out your liver, basically help get those bugs out. So, the stool test shows you so much. It really is so insightful. It looks at, there's a couple markers too. It looks at, which the, like a regular stool test and a doctor would do, would be fecal occult blood, which is blood you can't see, and calprotectin, which is inflammation. So, those are the two markers I would say you need a colonoscopy. Even to save the whole colonoscopy trip, a stool test is great because there's markers in here to be like, oh, you know, this is something that a still test is showing you need it. Um, it looks at your immune system. You can see if something's like really activating it or if it's really low, that means something you've been dealing with a really long time and it's kind of on the floor at this point. You're, you really got to boost up your immune system. Um looks for parasites, worms. It looks for enzymes, which is really cool because you can see how well you're breaking down your carbs uh, and your protein. So it's, it's just it's just a full picture of your a snapshot of like what's going on, and you can stop guessing. You can even look at you know your, how you're breaking down your food, you know.
0: And is this all in that one? So what was the company? So you guys are both your I the math by
1: diagnostic solutions.
0: Oh, by diagnostic mm-hmm. solutions. So you highly recommend that one. That kind of gives a full. And how much is that test? It's about one um, hundred yeah okay and then it's like working with
1: someone to yeah read it and analyze it um but again like i have seen just the craziest transformations of people um from skin issues to hormone issues and and there's things you don't realize like stool testing isn't just for someone who has stomach issues like our hormones are, you know, made in our guts. 95% of our serotonin is made in the gut. So if you're depressed, you literally could have a gut issue and not know it. Neurotransmitters, immune system, you know, it modulates our weight and our metabolism, uh, regenerates nerves. If you have surgery and you're not healing properly, like it's not just, I, you know, cause some people will be like, my stomach's great. I have a, you know, stomach of steel. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, what about the athlete's foot you have? And you're like, I didn't know that was related. You know, it's, you're, you're <laughs> in the center. It's where we break all our food down. So I, a stool test is for everyone. I love it. Let's make like a stool class cool. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's it was fun, honestly. I liked it. And I liked getting my results and I was like, Oh see, I knew I was having all this, all these problems,
0: not for no reason. So. Not in your head. I know. Yeah. It's, it's empowering to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I feel like you know something's off, but until you really get that result, you're just like you just don't know. And so then when you actually see like the blood work or the stool test, you're like, Oh my gosh, like that's right. why that it's like, and then you're more likely to take action too. Like, hundred percent playing the guessing game forever. But unless, until you like get that blood work or that stool or P test ever, like, <laughs> and exactly. you like the result, you're like, oh, I need to do something. You know, right. and
1: you're like, I spent five hundred dollars yeah. on this. Like, I'm making it worth it. I'm not just. <laughs> I think yeah, I think that has power to it. Like because I've invested, it's like
2: now I'm like okay fine i won't eat sugar (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. fine i'll try not to include them anymore because i've already invested so now i want to see the results you know so totally
0: yeah and i think it's a good like preventative because if you don't do something now and take care of the situation this can cause like you know a huge like a disease major disease Mm -hmm. so it's like let's get it taking care of now before it causes something more drastic like five ten years 15 years that and you can't reverse Mm -hmm. like you're also like saving probably so many years like giving or giving yourself so many years by taking care of this now which is also another great thing so feel good now and also extend your life Yeah. yeah yeah I'm to testing <laughs> totally it's worth the uh, the best you still test <laughs> <laughs> it
1: comes in like a french fry container the come with it yeah, yeah yeah literally and so I felt it when
2: it was like dropping in and I was like oh <laughs> oh my yeah, god it's really being enough the
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I, the, the one for done with one medical, it's like they put like a little like a cup that you can like the mm-hmm. seat of the toilet. Yeah, that's the smart way to do it. Yeah. yeah, that's a great one. Or <laughs> well, I've had just almost like a pee pad. Where it was just...
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. then. It, denny and i were laughing about how after we were done with it we we're like okay like now what do i do with this <laughs> and so like no. running to that my like garbage is like outside so i had to like i was like i hope no one talks to me right now i'm like running oh, no. with it.
1: <laughs> it what about when you like bring it to fedex sometimes they know They'll, they like
0: because
1: yeah well because i'll ship out an empty box all the time so like i'll i'll bring it there and they're they're always like is it full I'm like no, it's empty. Like they, they know now, like people are doing it more, they'll ask me. Oh like is
0: yeah. I know because <laughs> like, it sounds like like toxic or hazardous or something. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it funny. Yeah. Or the, the box will say like stool analysis, you know? Oh yeah, Yeah, I does say it. I dad. I'm like oh but really my um stool. <laughs>
1: come on (laughs) yeah yeah it's for a friend i'm just dropping it
0: off yeah (laughs) so this was like i even learned so much you have so much knowledge oh my gosh like i am shocked i feel like you know so much more than most doctors like you are just so in tune with like I I don't know like the whole connection of the gut, the liver, the like can like all that. It's just like how it all plays, um, yeah. Enzymes, the digestion,
1: and I even love how you Mm -hmm. go ahead. So I'm I'm into this because this happened to me. So I was a nutritionist. I you know was kind of just doing meal plans, and then I got really sick. And it was started in Mexico. Same thing. Got a got a bug, and then it was like a year. Of really bad stomach. And I've again, my whole life kind of had stomach issues. And I just kept chalking it up to like, Oh, I have my period or I ate something night before, And then it got really, really bad. And I ended up having SIBO. And it's actually a crazy story. I was at work one day, and it was like month six of just like, really bad. And I literally pooped in my pants at work. And I was like, oh my God, like, this isn't just a bad stomach. Like this is, Mm -hmm. and I was, I went in the elevator and I was like, he's crying, like so upset. And a woman in the elevator was like, are you okay? And I was like, I just moved in my pants. And she was a a gastro functional medicine doctor. And she was like, come see me tomorrow. It was in the building I worked at the time. She was like, come see me tomorrow. And she gave me this like crazy discount because I was like, you know, couldn't afford her prices. And she, we did a whole protocol and healed my gut. And I was like, I want to do this for people. Like it was just the, the way it happened was insane. And then I did a functional medicine program and blah, blah, blah. And then now that I've been, so it's like going through it too is so insightful because I, I did this all. And then now it's just, the, the people are kind of all similar. Like it's now I keep seeing it over and over. I'm like, okay, this is this is the protocol that's working. This is, but you know, we're all similar people. guts, like all of our. But it w- it was really helpful to go through it myself and really see like trial and error myself. And I'll never recommend anything I haven't tried either. So like mm-hmm. I'm constantly trying to new supplements, even people don't need to. I'm like, oh, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that I yeah. like. You'll see a lot of functional med- medical doctors, like always, most have had some type of issue. So it's right. like, kind of like stems, like the passion kind of stems from that because they've, they've been there, like, even for me, with my stool, I have mold toxicity, I, everything. uh I guess they learned so much. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, uh, you know, and I've been to that point where I was like, I have no energy. Like, I've had brain fog, I had like low iron too. So I had, all kinds of stuff that I had to figure out. And I'm like, I felt horrible. And I'm like, now I have energy. Now I feel, you know, so much better. And then, yeah, when you kind of realize, hey, you're not supposed to feel like this, you're supposed to like, you know, have this energy and feel this, not have like pain in your stomach or whatever, or constipation, you know?
1: It feels like you have this, like, like I'm just like, I want to help everyone now. Like if anyone, I think I know what to do, you know? (laughs) Let me ask you, I promise.
0: You seem like yeah. just so much knowledge about everything. That's just crazy. Uh, a lot of doctors. I, it- I appreciate doctors, all kinds of doctors. I know it's like a lot of schooling. It's a lot of, you know, it's not easy. Uh, <laughs> but they're always like a very specific field, and they're only taught that that right. part, mm-hmm. you know. And most of it is just like treat the the symptom, so yeah. or the, the broken bone or something. So, um. Yeah. I think, you know, being this more kind of a preventative state before disease happens and also getting like making sure people are feeling their best daily instead of being in pain or, you know, not happy. So yeah. that's yeah, really Yeah. Like,
2: yeah it, I think it's so powerful, even how you started with like you don't need to tell yourself this narrative but this is your life kind of and I think that's something that I've done I've learned from like you know my family from everyone around me and it's like once you kind of feel like oh I have some sort of control in all of this you know I can you know invest in myself do a stool test do all these different things and see results it's just like it's so empowering and like i don't know i love it and i want everyone who like has this like kind of chronic whatever they have to like know that it doesn't need to be chronic it doesn't need to be something he's like band-aid or whatever and live with so yeah i think it's so empowering and like i'm excited to see myself on the other side
0: yeah like hopefully we've been struggling this long like it is just so funny how we met and then we just randomly started talking about this because i mentioned i'm starting a podcast and she was like what's your favorite biohack and i'm like oh well, i just did a stool test <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> yeah and she did one yesterday i was like two days ago oh my god <laughs> fate so, so this is why i love the podcast because it just connects so many people and i'm just enjoying and i'm learning and i am just so grateful for both of you on this podcast this means so much i know like Time is precious. So um thank you so much for just coming on my podcast. Um I guess I so I, at the end I'm always doing like because of the biohacker blonde podcast. So three biohacks that you would recommend for people, Shannon. I don't know. Um, I love cold plunge. Mm-hmm. Um
1: really into my blue light glasses at night, now. I've seen like a
0: really big difference in sleep. Oh, okay. So that's what you're seeing the most benefit from is like helping mm-hmm. you go to bed right away or you feel like you wake up. Um, I feel like I sleep deeper. Ooh. Okay. I need to that. Um, out. I always think that I'm like, is this just a hype? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like them a lot. I don't know. I it, like just like I like right. them too. The ones just like on Amazon. I'm curious. Amazon. Okay, just like yeah, they yeah. Have some I just do. A, mess, I have yeah, some. they're cute.
1: <laughs> um, and then I don't know if it's biohacking, but my prebiotic at night, every night, night. Oh yeah, they don't I make have- you go to the bathroom. Oh. So it's like I take it at night. It works overnight, and I wake up and you're ready to go. Which one oh, pre-biotic. My, my favorite? It's
0: called Mega Pre by Microbiome Labs. Oh, I love mm-hmm. Microbiome Labs. So I love their yeah. probiotic. I was taking their, um it's almost like they're, it's like a colostrum but dairy free. Mega IgG. Yeah, mega mm-hmm. IgG. Yeah, that was great as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, I love that brand. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, do you want to say three biohacks of yours that you're doing? No drinking—that could be one. Sure. Yeah. No. No drinking or
2: caffeine. I don't do either. I found for me, it They both. Nope. Nope. They don't work well for me at all. Um. And then I also I really really find meditating supportive. Um. And breath work, both of them, and both at different times of the day and for different needs. I. I like meditate in the morning every morning and kind of like really detach from everything I'm fearing and just like listen like I'm like okay my body feels like this I'm you know mentally I'm fearing like this like why I'm like I'm just like thinking about what my thoughts are I just kind of do like a quiet meditation and then journaling Mm -hmm.
1: um
2: so that and then in line with kind of what you were saying i started this like three years ago and i love it i i always charge my phone like away from my bed so like i have to um i can't like sleep with it I it does not work for me i like will read or whatever i'll do other things but um and then when i wake up i will just like lay in bed and listen to my alarm for a little and then i get up like i never like snooze or anything like i found that when I used to snooze or anything like that I would feel so tired and mm-hmm. so it has been super supportive for me and for my sleep so
0: yeah those are good ones gonna know that. <laughs> how, how about you Denny my favorite biohawks oh yeah. my gosh I okay. love journaling. <laughs> I think uh the gratitude journaling has been oh like yeah that in the morning to just like set your mind um in gratitude, which I think is just always something to there's always something to be grateful for and it puts your day into like a whole different state. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's one. Um I would say this Para X I really love. I think I had Mm some gut issues and that's kind of why I did the stool test, but I think I got whatever out because I think um that really helped me because I knew something was been off since I went to Mexico too last year because I was I yes. I felt like I worked really hard to get my body like my health in a good state and then I had mm-hmm. this weird blow ever since I got back and it was yeah. like what is this this is not normal yeah did you, you get your results back yet or no yeah and everything was clear um it was kind of like they did you know, I guess the bacteria, viruses, parasites, um, ova—I guess the eggs. Yeah. What brand uh, did you do our company? The QD pathology Q detect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was yeah through a gastrointestinal doctor, so it wasn't like a functional medicine doctor. Um, this one they did like H. pylori. I don't know this pancreatic elastase. Mm-hmm. Those are the enzymes. Oh, the enzymes. Okay, mm-hmm. those were normal. The calprotectin inflammation. Oh, okay, those are I got, normal. I got some of that one. The inflammation.
2: <laughs> but like yeah, I mind it. getting to the red. Oh no. <laughs> okay, you you have work to do. <laughs> I, do. I have lots of work. I'll talk to in two months.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have a recap let's see <laughs> anyways uh, but yes this was so great I'm so grateful yeah. to have you guys on the show and um, I hope everyone enjoys this everyone needs to go to Nutrishan it's N-U-T-R-I S-H-A-N Yeah, okay. so Nutrishan and go see you if they have any gut issues <laughs> yes I got you and, yes. tests and all the time the blood work tests to feel your best um but yes thank you so much and i hope everyone enjoyed the show thank yeah. you both.